Welcome to Too Busy to Flush. I'm JR. I'm Molly. And we're married. And this is a slightly irreverent podcast about whatever we want. Hey, you did it. I did you it. You get our tagline. I know. Well done. What do you want to talk about today? Um, I think we should talk about mountain biking. You went mountain biking hmm. last weekend. I did. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a dream. Um, we had bought Lily, our seven-year-old. We'd picked up a mountain bike for her for her birthday last year. And all my goal, my plan this year was to like, well, let me back up. So I went on my first downhill lift access mountain biking adventure last year. I'm how old now? And I've been mountain biking for how many years? And this was a first. And it was... You're 41. It was fantastic. You were 40 at the time. It was fantastic. And the best part um, was that it felt like something the whole family could do. Because we're in a giant parking lot. It's summertime. There's grass. There's play. We're at Big Sky Resort. There's play areas everywhere. Um, I thought Molly would be down. Even if Molly doesn't ride, she could hang out with the baby and just chill. And they could just, you know, because Big Sky puts out all sorts of games and stuff on their main areas. People walk through with their bikes. Huh. You're like, you know, like the hubs, you know, the bumblebee sound of hubs. Um, And they had a really good kids area. And I thought, well, this could be kind of fun. Um, So I thought another great family activity, basically. Um, So bought Lily a new bike and then bought Titus a new bike for Christmas and his birthday, his birthday which, uh, which is, is basically pretty, Christmas. Yeah, basically Christmas. So after that, um, we uh, didn't really do much. I started showing him stuff around the house or around the yard. How to workplace hip placement. We also posture. can't do much with them because you <clears throat> right. can't mountain bike. And it's year. winter. Yeah. Oh, and then I blow my, my ACL. And that's like, takes me out of the game almost completely. But my buddy... Christian, shout out to Christian, decided to organize in late March, early April, organize a May overnight trip to Acton, our local, not our local downhill trails. There's some cross country out there, but there's some really good downhill stuff. And he's like, look, let's bring the kids out. Let's spend the night and let's shuttle. And I'm like, you know what? I can't ride. So I'll shuttle. And it was great. The kids had an awesome time. We set up a tent. We camped. We ate hot dogs. Um, we got up early. We rode. We did laps on the mountain bikes. It was super fun. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing it multiple times this summer. Now, that said, I was cleared for straight line activities with my PT and my, and my doctor. So they've given me a functional knee brace and cleared me for straight line activities. Now, mountain biking is not a straight line, but my body remains straight as long as I don't crash. And if I'm following my seven-year-old, crashing is very unlikely. So I'm probably going to just ride down with my seven-year-old, and that's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, so... Hey, so we're we're doing tonight's show live on Instagram. I, we have no schedule for this. We just threw it on live. And- <laughs> People are watching. Hey, guys. guys. We're doing tonight's show live. With our books. Our new... uh, Oh, by the way, Molly, what can we announce tonight? Finally. Oh, we've got our... Yeah, for those of you who aren't live. Hi, the two of you who are. (laughs) Um, we, We got our Too Busy to Flush swag. So we've got... We've been drinking coffee for the last few mornings out of our mugs. My new favorite mug, Too Busy Um, to Flush. We... Um... The shirts came in today, so the kids yep. and I, two of the kids and I, promptly put on our shirts. And got Ooh. ice cream all over them. I didn't on mine. Oh. 
Um, Lily has been wearing your hat around and looking adorable in it. I think I'm going to use that as tonight's show cover. The hat? Mm-hmm. Because it's such a great photo. Mm. She's adorable. And then Titus Ward, he had it hanging down low. He was on his bike, on his BMX bike, and he had his hands straight out. And the hat down low, and you know... And this kind of getting long, Titus has hair. a shaggy hair, so he he's looks super... He looked hair. fantastic. Yeah, he looked great. Like, he's wearing this trucker, mesh trucker, shag hair coming out everywhere, laid out on his BMX. Why was he riding his BMX bike? Because he could. Oh. Well, you know. Okay. Boys will be boys. Uh, yeah, so if you go to our website, toobusytoflush.com, or TB, the number 2F, TB2F.com, and click Swag Shack, you can get your own swag. It's awesome. And I think, I think I'm going to do, uh, for Father's Day, I think I'm going to put out the... Uh, the dad cap for Father's Day. It's just, you know, the rounded baseball camper looking cap with one of our logos on it. So you can pick that up for Father's Day. You gotta use the logo with the tile in the background for special stuff. I love I the know. tile. I know. We'll do, we can do, um, we'll do the tile. I might change this. I really like this though. I love, I think but this, I I think this a, would look better because it's, it's got better. like white subway tile like around yeah, the here white subway tile. it's super cool we'll do we'll do a special edition subway tile for some random special edition we'll just make up a special edition the subway tile i mean i could do it this is cool okay it is i'll do cool. I'll, no, i can change I like it, it to it's a cool. subway tile. i like it too i like the blue rim <sighs> the color scheme is oh great. the color scheme is and that was totally unintentional because i'm limited by what our supplier will print on and it just so happens that their blue yep. is ex- almost exactly Perfectly the same blue matches. as our blue. So that is like, uh, anyway, so the Swag Shack is online as of right now. My sister already put in an order. It was fantastic. I think she wanted the mugs. Um. So it's funny that Shannon is live with us because... Well, maybe it's Josh because we only have one. seems like we only have one person. Oh, okay. We only have one fan on right now. That's all right. But there were only nine followers on anyway, so that's not too bad. That's that's ten percent of our followers. <laughs> um, no, I one of the things that I've been mulling over with the kids mountain biking is there are not a lot of girls. Yeah, I was concerned about Lily going out with you guys. Mm-hmm. Not because I didn't think she could necessarily hang physically, because she's incredibly strong and athletic and has great endurance. She was pretty timid. Um, but she, yeah, I mean, I guess I was... I don't know. I, I like the idea of you including her by default. And if she wants to opt out of a so-called boy activity, then she can, but... Like, I grew up with the assumption, like, if we're all working hard as a family, you're working hard. Like, there's no Mm boy-girl differential here. You know, if there's firewood to be hauled, there's firewood to be hauled. And what Titus now does helping my dad, I grew up doing helping my dad. And we need to be pushing our girls into helping. And that's the way I feel about both. I mean, mountain biking is thick with girls your one of your friends is a professional um you know there's several lots and lots of pro racing teams there's girls all over the place yeah i know but it's just not but it's like but in our family i love that's what i love about our family culture because i grew up the same way there's no differentiation well there was a little bit i mean there's differentiation but if there's no there's no such stereotypical boy and girl activities that you're automatically exempt right. from no, cleaning the kitchen judo, or knowing how to cook or knowing how to cook. Like, doing Titus, something physical. Titus had a milkshake recipe he wanted to do tonight. Yes. Oh, by the way, Lily's doing her 
her soup recipe for dinner tomorrow. <laughs> so, and then Elise will do her cake. So, oh man, I do. I'll segue into explaining this. So, Elise started this this week on like, I don't know, Wednesday. She decided she wanted to make up a cake recipe. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I told them that Hannah, um, from whom we got our cat, I don't know if we should say last names. We won't say last names, but Hannah, you know who you are. (laughs) So she did this. She actually challenged other moms on Instagram and tagged me and I declined. Oh, I saw that. (laughs) Because she let her, all three of her girls who are all younger than... So their oldest is in kindergarten. So all three of her older girls... Um, she let make up cake recipes. She gave them absolutely no direction and they are in the kitchen with her all the time. So they kind of knew generally what should go in, but, um, all she did was operate the oven and I am not brave enough. I've also, no, I'm, I don't I'm also did, too cheap. Did Nick, her husband, did he try one of the cakes? He I, try, I think they tried them all. Huh. They sampled all of them. I don't know that I could do that. I, I'm not sure that I could either. I, I just, I don't feel like wasting it. I mean, cool props, but I don't feel like I could waste ingredients like that. I think yeah. It's, so it's a, step, it's a step too far for our vibe. For no, not Elise, gonna I'm going to... Not judging, Hannah. Probably <sighs> find... I mean, to be fair, it's not super expensive ingredients. Flour, sugar, and they have their own chicken. So but you can't find are, flour. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of Maybe which, that's why I actually didn't do it, is because I, it was at the beginning of, which, of the flower shortage. Does Sedley listen to our show? I don't think so. Oh, shoot. We need to ask her, because I was over at their house today, and she had a pie pan, and, she, and the reason I'm thinking of this is you mentioned eggs, and she had eggshells, and she was crushing eggshells in this pie pan, and I, I was like watching her, wondering why she was doing this. And totally forgot to ask. She's probably incorporating them into their soil. It, I mean, they don't compost because they feed their scraps to their chickens. I was going to say, if she listens to the show, she can like... But eggshells are a great soil builder. She can she can comment. But, oh, huh. Which is interesting. They have, a, they have like 40 chickens. It's crazy. 31, I think. Anyway, so at least I think I'll probably find... 40, 31. My point is a lot. 31's I, a lot. I think I'll... I'll probably find like a blueberry coffee cake recipe because the ingredients oh, that Elise told cake. me roughly approximate until she she went into chocolate. She wanted to she wanted to do add chocolate and chocolate syrup to the cake itself, and Titus and them like that doesn't work. Which chocolate and berries actually could work, but anyway. And then she's like, I can't take it off the list. I don't know how. And I'm like, it's really easy to just cross something off your list. But I guess it's did harder. she start crying? Yes. Uh, borderline. Borderline. What is your um, deal with But that? I think I'll print out a, a coffee cake recipe that she and I can make and she can claim it as her own. But Lily's soup, she's got, like, she went through my spice drawer and, like, smelled things and was like, half a teaspoon of paprika, one clove of garlic. Oh, thyme. One teaspoon This of thyme. actually sounds pretty good already. The only thing I don't like about it. Do you like think there's going to be too, too little ingredients in the soup? No, she has like lots of veggies. I think I have all of the veggies. I mean flavor. We just don't want like. Oh no, it'll be and, fine. Okay. Um, the only thing I'm concerned about with her is three cans of tomato paste, in like a serving of you know a pot of soup. That's... So she wants tomato soup. Well, and then she wants elk meat, ground elk meat. So it's basically like she's basically going. in her mind recreating the hamburger soup 
recipe that she oh. likes so much. And it'll be it'll be great. Awesome. I think it'll be fine. Um, but she um, and she's totally making stuff like half of a potato chopped. Like that's not much potato, but okay, it's your soup recipe. I'll chop your potato. Maybe I'll let her chop the potatoes. Do it anyway. So all of our kids will have done by the end of the weekend. Will have done their own recipe. Titus's tonight was a he called it a smoothie when he made up the recipe, and I was like, dude, once you're adding ice cream to a smoothie <laughs> recipe, it's not a smoothie anymore. It's called a milkshake. And he was like, oh, okay. So my, can I make my smoothie? Not a smoothie. It's a milkshake. But it was chocolate ice cream and bananas and um, sprinkles and whipped cream and Oreos and chocolate syrup on top. And, and it was legit. Yeah, it was legit. He did a good job. It was legit. I'm already getting congested. He was super proud of me. He was proud enough of himself that he asked us multiple times how much we liked it until we had to tell him, stop, stop asking. Anyway, so how does, oh yeah, so we're talking about boys can and should cook. Like Titus knows how to make multiple recipes, pasta, you know, I made him make spaghetti the other night simply by instructions. Um, where am I going with this? Oh, so I, in seminary, I went to a talk by Phil Riken, who at that time was a pastor at 10th Presbyterian Church, mm-hmm. which was historically D. Martin Lloyd-Jones's church. And then Phil Riken, who had gone to Wheaton, um, he was the pastor there. And then shortly after I left Westminster, Riken was recruited to be the president of Wheaton College again. I think he's at Wheaton. Yeah, he's at Wheaton. I don't know. Yeah. Phil Reichen is president of Wheaton College. Um, but while I was there, he gave a talk to the women of Westminster, which was like 12 of us, literally. And um, the talk was about, it, it, he called it raising strong daughters. And it made an impression on me because he talked about his wife who played basketball all growing up. And she was only mediocre. And I remember this because I very closely identify with that. Played basketball, was very mediocre. <laughs> but he talked about how much she valued that. And then they in turn value that for their daughters because they felt like giving their daughters physical strength also, not only, like, you know, for me, my basketball experience was a great character builder, but for them, they believe that physical strength actually builds emotional resilience and strength and confidence. And so, you know, which translates into the martial arts thing too, that, you know, we've heard, but not been able to track down statistics that girls who do martial arts, just by the way they carry themselves are less likely to be victims of assault because they're so physically aware and confident that guys who are, you know, looking at grooming girls or targeting girls. We did hear this from a sexual crimes prosecution attorney though. Yes. So there was that. Yes. I'd love to, I'd love to actually be able to like have a link to that. Um, I haven't actually, I don't think I've ever looked for one. I've sort of looked and I find like blogs by martial arts schools about how good it is for girls, but it's like, there's no, nothing really scientific about it. It's just more anecdotal. Hmm. But anyway, I love, I, I love that God has created us all differently. And so every family has their own culture in what they value raising both their sons and their daughters as. I mean, we obviously have very clear 
guardrails from God about how we should be raising our children and our sons and our daughters. But also there's so much difference and variety in that. And you've got your, I mean, (laughs) right before we came down here, I was watching makeup tutorials on YouTube with my jaw on the floor because that's so not me and wondering, like, should I be, like, honing my skills in this both for myself now that I'm 40 as well as and getting mature skin it's never <laughs> as well as for, you know, for our girls, you know, I don't want to I don't want them to be like wearing tons of makeup, but I want them to feel It's never too late. comfortable. Oh, they feel comfortable though. You're always putting stuff on eye eyeliner or I do the sparkly eyeshadow, lip gloss and and dyeing their hair red and pink. I did that yesterday. It was really stressful for me. I actually drank some whiskey before I did it because I was getting really amped up with like bright red Kool-Aid and they're like freaking, they're so excited. They're like squeezing the bottles to smell it. And I'm like, you're going to squirt red everywhere. And I have a two-year-old literally standing on the table. (laughs) She's going to spill red everywhere. And I was like, girls, I got to cancel this. I can't do it. I can't do it. And they were... So but whiskey saved the day. Whiskey saved the day. Just a little. Because <laughs> you, were, you were gone. You weren't even home. It was, it was, I don't even know where I was at. You were at music practice It's for been such a, busy, such a busy week. So yeah, I love that there's a ton of variety in how people can raise strong daughters. But for me, I love watching my daughter go from like wearing arm pads and knee pads and a full face helmet and loving, like loving mountain biking so much that she comes home crying because she's sad that she's not doing it all the time um, to like flouncing around in a dress and dyeing her hair pink. And that in our household, all of that encompasses what it means to be a girl and Mm -hmm. you can do all of that and you should be out playing in the dirt and you should be driving buggies and you should be learning how to cook and yeah man they drove the buggies a lot yesterday Lily jumped in that pink one and took off and didn't come back for an hour (laughs) (laughs) awesome they were actually complaining that their lower backs hurt last night and they couldn't figure out why and I was like uh because you got beat up by something that has no shocks and terrible seats well it has shocks but it has not very good shocks and it has terrible seats and they're both they're all light enough that the shocks don't actually compress so it's just oh the kids are light bounce, enough. yeah it just bounces across and the they're ground. not exactly just going across flat ground they're going over jumps yeah, and, and stuff. they're jumping yeah, yeah. anyway um, so that like that about the mountain biking th- t- thing to me, like, I love that Titus got to see his friends again. And <laughs> the first thing he did was go pee off of a cliff with his friend. <laughs> That's hysterical. <laughs> oh, boy. You, know, you got to mark your territory or something. <laughs> what is the territory is all the land below you. But Annabelle did go and she loved it. She had a great time. She's also another but, one of those girls who mm-hmm. can like span the, com- you know, span the spectrum, but yeah. in a different way than our girls, because her family has a different family culture. And um, I don't know. I'm appreciating differences in family cultures. They were so, um, it was nice because the, the kids were so gracious. You know, their dad bought them really nice mountain bikes. And his philosophy is buy once, cry once, and he's got to go through... How many kids do they have now? Six? Six. Six. He's like, i got to go through six kids, so I want something that'll that'll last. And that's a good a good model, but um, you also have to have a coin to buy that kind of bike. 
and but they were super nice and but the kids were so generous they're like um we had another friend who was there and he just brought his bmx bike and you know but um they just traded bikes out and they're like yeah sure you can go your turn you know and Mm -hmm. it was no no issue there and then and then titus's bike got a flat the last two uh laps down the hill and so he borrowed one of their bikes and you know loved it loved all of it so it was kind of fun I just I like it when when you when you have kids and when you're dealing with families and kids that are pretty laid back you know they're not super and they're they're laid back in the same way that we are and so there's a like-mindedness and you know easy to be aroundness because you're... Now there were some differences. Like for instance, their family was up at the crack of dawn and they had consumed a pile of food by the time I even got out of bed. <laughs> Our kids have been running around, you know, and at home for us, we'll wake up, but you know, you won't really get around to making breakfast until for like maybe even an hour and a half or two hours after they've been awake. Oh no, I make them breakfast fairly quickly. It's just myself. Oh. Well, it it it's seems like it goes sliding. They go they go a, a long a long time without breakfast, and so I was going to make. They're also a, pretty good at making their own breakfast. I was going to make a big breakfast. You know, I was making eggs, and we had elk sausage, and I was brewing coffee. You know, and it's typical. I mean, I'm camping. I'm gonna I'm gonna go slow. I'm gonna enjoy my coffee, enjoy the morning outdoors. But they had they <laughs> grinding consumed, your coffee on a rock because they had some, they had consumed cookies, uh, leftover hot dogs. Um, <laughs> Granola bar. I mean, I don't know what all they ate, but um, they were, you know, trail mix. So by the time they were done, they were like, yeah, we're ready to go. And I'm like, I'm still on my, I'm just about to brew my second cup of coffee. You know, and our kids had eaten, but they eat quick. And so they're like, all right, we're ready to go. And I'm just like, guys, slow down. Everybody's moving too fast for me this morning. But we got it done. It was fun. So what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, I am driving to Helena to buy a lawnmower. Why are you buying a lawnmower? I'm buying a lawnmower because, well, it, originally it was because the one we have is 2006, and it's a consumer level lawnmower, but it's an estate. You no, know, it's a nice zero turn. I think new. If I were to buy the equivalent model today, new, it would be close to six thousand dollars. But it came with the house, and. Um, I have repaired it once already. I've replaced the motor. Uh, I replaced the tie rod, putting holding the two drive wheels together. Um, and it's just it's old, and there's nothing wrong with being old. It mows. I just I need something that mows. It just cuts grass. Cuts grass, and that's what I need to do. Cut grass. Well, on Tuesday I was mowing the lawn, and the tie rod broke again. And then, which means, which means, in how you can't, <laughs> which means I can only. When I back up, I can only back up in one direction. So I just end, you just end up doing circles when you try to back up. And when you go forward, uh, you know, you're, it's, it's got kind of the two levers that you push one and push, pull back and push to drive the motors. And one goes farther than the other. And they're, they're, way, they're, they're way off from each other. They're not even. And, you, and if I push one all the way forward, that wheel goes way faster than the other one. And so I start to turn in a curve and... That's, it's, it's not a, it's not a, I can still mow the lawn. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm a, maybe I'll try to find a new tie. It took me a long time to find that tie rod. There were only two on eBay that I found. And 
I bought one, probably should have bought both, but bought one figuring I don't need to buy another one because I'm actually going to repair it like it's supposed to be repaired. Um, but then I come to find out the drive motors are, it's a long story. Anyway, um, so I'm driving yesterday, I'm mowing the lawn yesterday, and all of a sudden I'm like, what? why? What's going on? It's making a funny sound, and the belt keeps jumping off. And I'm like, this doesn't, I fixed the belt problem last year. <laughs> It was the year before. I don't remember. But no, the belt it was kept last year because I was still... Because I pulled pulleys off, replaced bushings. It's just everything. So, the and then I look down. I stop and I look, I look. I can see the tops of my two end blades. It's a 48-inch deck. And there's three blades in it. And the two blades on the end, I can look down through the plastic covers and see the top of the spindle spinning. So I look over on the, on the right and it's spinning really fast. And I look over on the left and it's not spinning at all. <laughs> well... And I've already replaced one spindle before, and they're not horrible, but it's it's time consuming. So I look, and then I stop. So I stop and I look down, and there's like smoke coming up from the spindle, from where the the belt is rubbing against the the, the metal, the pulley that's not turning. And I'm like, what's going on? So I raise the deck to way longer than where I want to cut, and the the, the blade kicks on again I'm like okay so the blade's working maybe it's a tension issue so i end up lowering it a little bit to keep it spinning but i keep looking down and it keeps just bogging down the moment it hits grass it just kind of bogs down and i'm like well it's i don't know it's a tension issue because everything else works so i'm just trying to figure this all out of my head but i get the lawn mode and then i sit down last night and i, I just start browsing lawn you had the lawn mode with 24 inches of deck right you said you well, it was yeah, it was one third of forty eight inches. Oh. So whatever one third of that is, because it's there's the blades kind of actually they don't overlap, do they? I don't even. There's just three blades, so it's divided into the deck is divided into thirds. Mm. Anyway, um, so I find one on on face. I find a, a a lawnmower on Facebook, and you're like, buy it, buy it, buy it. And I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, and you you got kind of pushy about it, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, but, you know, I pointed it to my friend. I was like, hey, look, you should have bought this one. And he, and he apparently messaged her. So he texts me back this morning and goes, dude, you got to go look at this lawnmower. Like, I mean, seriously. And um, if you're in the lawnmower world, it's a walker, which knew they go, they're commercial grade, super high end, super luxe. What did, what did Ty call them last night? Butter. Butter lawnmowers for a variety of reasons. Um, but they're built like tanks. They're designed to last a lifetime. Anyway, this one, there was one on in Helena for like three grand. And I was like, eh, well, it's still cheaper than buying a new Husqvarna, but am I going to, it's old. So am I going to be buying something that's going to, I'm going to just put more money into it. I don't know. Um, anyway, fast forward to today and I'm sweeping the lawn. When you have, for those of you, and I did get in trouble once on Instagram. For those of you that don't know what a lawn sweeper is and sweeping the lawn, it's when you cut the grass, but you don't have a bagging system. And so it creates hay-like rows of cut grass. And it's been a week and we've had tons of rain. So it looked like a hay field. We have a 52-inch sweeper that we pull behind and it just sweeps up the grass. And so then I can take it and I can dump the grass. I'm pulling this along and I'm almost done. I'm about, you know, I'm about two-thirds of the way down with my lawn I'm just driving forward and all of a sudden I stop moving forward just stops no motor changes no sound changes nothing just I just stop motor's still cruising right along I'm still sitting there my blade still turns if I turn off no not forward so I pull backwards nothing I go back and forth with the drive handles it's not going anywhere motor's just purring right along he's not doing anything 
Like, you got to be kidding me. And I don't even know what that, what that issue is. So I cut it. And uh, in the meantime, I'd been texting three or four different people about this mower to find out if it's worth getting. And the consensus hands down was, yes, get it. I went to the dealership and equivalent mowers, same model, same, you know, same year, same hours used at the dealership were like $8,000. So I'm like, okay. So I, you had mentioned we have a friend out in Helena. He went and looked at it this morning. Get back and ergo, I said, I'll, I'll give you cash. We'll make this happen. And so I'm driving. Uh, that's the saga of the lawnmower. <laughs> it's, it's been a three-year saga with this lawnmower. It's just been constant. And so I'm hoping the saga will die down a little bit. But the interesting thing, and I mentioned this to you earlier, is there, there's another, in one of my businesses, I'm going through a very extremely stressful time where um, where it's just a long story that I'll go into later when it's all over. But let's just say there's a lot of um, there's a lot of humility involved. There's a lot of areas where I know I'm gonna it's gonna be shown that I screwed up or I didn't do what I'm supposed to do and it's you know it's, it has various consequences and it's just it's not a fun position to be in to be that exposed. So it's super stressful and I've dealt with several things this week in regard to that and more next week. But I just, I, I, I had this thought as, as I'm, as I'm getting ready to collect payment from a client and at the same weekend, I collect a very substantial payment from a client. The more that I have like really goes kaput and another one nicer, better pops up for an amazing price on Facebook marketplace, all within like the span of a day. And I just couldn't, I was like, man, I remember I was texting Steven. I said, dude, if that ain't a sign of God's provision, then you're not saved. Cause like, and I just was remarking how little faith I tend to have because it's, you know, I'm looking at this other situation going, man, God provides. This is obvious. I've got, it's just thinking about this little thing in the midst of those much more challenging areas where I get freaked out, stressed out and lightheaded and sleepy and it's just all the things I do when I'm highly stressed out. <laughs> but that was, yeah. So it was just, it was an interesting, um, interesting moment of clarity. Good moment of grace to yeah. give you the, the clarity and hopefully yeah. some hope to hold, hold on to. Hopefully. Just remember the lawnmower I'm sitting in, you know, sitting in a hearing well let's try to remember the lawnmowers i'm answering this question right now <laughs> getting shredded by an attorney or whatever i don't know it's my word I don't, I don't really know if i have a worst fear uh i just don't like going through the process like i'm not i don't you know think... your worst fear isn't that it doesn't turn out on the side of your client uh... you and your clients <laughs> that's my worst fear <laughs> i think that's definitely a concern um but I almost think like my uh, I have my my bigger fear is that I won't um, I won't handle it well. Mm. You know, it's it's being it's having character, and I feel like given the process so far, that how I respond will send greater messages than like necessarily the content. And I realize it's a legal scenario, and it's all about content and you know, the letter of the law type stuff. But. Um, there's also something to be said for 
like how you present yourself, I would think. Um, and I'm, you know, as my uncle says, you lie, you die. And, you know, he's a cop. <laughs> that's like they're saying and I was like that's a good saying you know and the, and there's some lying going on <laughs> you know but it's like if I screwed up I need to own up to it and be like yeah I I screwed up you know and you know we'll make changes and move forward but it's not ideal I mean you make the best decisions you can make at the time and get the counsel you can when you get it and it's just it's just stressful so I don't know that it, it's a fear so much as um it's kind of like being showing up in court naked. <laughs> you guess, may have a strong yeah. case, but you feel naked. Yeah, you know, it's it's just being exposed. You know, it's that it's that feeling of it's that feeling of screwing up, and not you can't do anything. It's a feeling of helplessness. You can't do anything about it. I can't do anything about this now. Yeah. Um, You're you know, the, the only thing I can way. do is make good decisions moving forward, or at least have the have good character as well moving forward you know and that i had one of my clients call me and go she, she, she was like i just you you've handled yourself so well through all of this i'm just really impressed and i'm sitting here going i uh i'm you know i didn't tell her on the phone i'm like i'm freaking out like i just i'm freaking out <laughs> it's you know it's I super slept stressful well in over a year i don't know i haven't slept well in, exactly you know but it's it's encouraging that at least i mean there maybe there's something there but you know being able to mean not being able to maintain that i want to be able to maintain that character because not only am i representing myself or um how i approach business in general um and ethics and all that stuff but i'm also representing my faith you know and that that says a lot too and um i don't know where all that's going to go but um you know i feel like i i'm really i guess you know i you can probably say it's not a fear but i'm deeply saddened that um this is happening to myself and you know frankly my friends mm -hmm. and it's um oh hi cat she's lonely yeah she wants to go outside you know and that that's probably the most distressing thing you know that that my friends are involved it would be a lot of, if it was just me you know it's a lot easier to to swallow but anyway there'll be a there'll be a wonderful long tale about this probably josh. later josh has a cat Josh likes cats. I don't think Josh is on anymore. Is he, not? he left. We got boring. Oh, he wants to know what happened to your mustache. Oh, yeah. I was going to say he's going to have to wait till the end of the show. Um, I got tired of it. I woke up one morning and I could not get it out of my mouth as I'm trying to drink my coffee. And let me tell you, sex is no fun with a mustache. I don't, I, uh, I don't know where you're trying to go with that and I don't really want to go there. <laughs> well, my lips. Wherever you want to go my with lips that comment, don't, my lips don't actually touch your skin. Wherever it's all mustache. you want to go with that comment, and when I go to I kiss you, want to go it's got we. There. It's hair. It's just when we kiss, it's hair. Nobody likes that. Nobody, I don't like that. Okay. Do you like that? You don't like that, do you? No, not really. Yeah. But look, I've got floof hair all over my head. Yeah. Well, her hair is soft, soft and, and squishy and squishy. cute and cat-like. We are slightly irreverent. Somebody's got to bring this slightly irreverent. That's true. Um, Guys with big, long mustaches don't get laid. That's my theory. I mean, we've been telling people for years, though, when they're like, how do you how do you make love with yeah. your huge beard? And you're like, well, that's not what I make love with. <laughs> we've been married long enough. We can do things without kissing, you know? <laughs> yes. So anyway, on to other topics. On to back rubs. Um, 
Um, I made a new chicken recipe this week that I liked. I was trying to imitate. So Costco has a white balsamic basil vinaigrette that this organic dressing that they only sell once a year. And I... Cat. With her twitchy tail. I actually did an experiment earlier today where Mm -hmm. I just... Without it, I held her for as long as I could without harassing her. Like, I just kind of snuggled her and saw how long she, she's getting a twitchy tail, saw how long she would handle it. And, um, how'd she do? She kind of hung out like this for a while, and then all of a sudden, she just started like probably like five minutes, and then all of a sudden, she was like clawing at me and trying to get away. Um, so I was trying to imitate Costco's balsamic basil dressing that they sell once a year and i don't know when the next time they'll sell it is now i'm gonna cuddle with her fuzzy cat hair in my face because she's still shedding her winter coat um and i i've i've never really found a good copycat recipe online for that because it makes a fantastic chicken marinade and um but i i found one that was similar to what i was looking for online Sub made a couple substitutions. It called for soy sauce, and I debated the soy sauce because I knew that would totally change it. But I ended up using the soy sauce, mm-hmm. and it gave it kind of a like the savory umami sort of flavor in addition to the citrus and the herbs. And um, we had it for the second time as leftover. I just sliced it and barely even warmed it up, um, and everybody loved it. So I think it's a keeper recipe, and I can share it. I loved it. Yeah. I'd like to It was have... a nice change from our best grilled chicken ever yeah, recipe. Yeah, that's true. I would like to have our grill working sometime. I oh. I, I tried to grill it, but I couldn't get the grill hot enough to actually even like... No, I triggered it. That's right. And I didn't give it long enough to get up to temperature because the grill isn't working. Um. <laughs> our, propane, our propane our propane, grill isn't working. Um, But so I did part of it on the trigger and then part of it I broiled so I didn't get like the nice grill between caramelization of the fatty parts between running this new irrigation line your two different timber projects and the missions videos responding to other requests for work I don't feel like I have any time I feel like I've been so busy I just I'm forgetting stuff it's okay I'm not trying to guilt you yet I'm gonna no, be. I'm gonna try it. to be patient. And I'm sorry. I want to get it done, but I did get your garden hose. You did. You got my garden all laid out. Is it supposed to run tonight? No, your dad didn't want me to run anything since he hooked up that new valve oh. and wants the PVC to dry. Okay. Um, you guys, Molly's dad is something a machine. else. Like he just. Our neighbor I, actually today, who's uh, known my dad through Young Life for years, asked if he could come work for him. <laughs> could he come? Could you send him over to my yard after I, he's done in yours? He's done so much for us that I don't even know how. Uh, I tried expressing it to him today. I was like, man, thank you so much for all you're doing. Like, this is just a huge blessing. And, you know, because he, he pays for stuff, you know, he installs it all then. And, you know, then Molly gets these harebrained ideas and then he takes them and makes them even more involved and he's getting custom fabrications done and using chains. It's crazy. 
And it's, I tried thinking, he's just like, oh, I think maybe tomorrow then we're going to go and do this or Monday we'll try late. You know, and he, he's, he just, he doesn't, you know, he's your dad. He doesn't accept it. But it's just like, when you have great parents, it's, it's a wonderful thing. But I just, I'm kind of blown away by just like how I don't feel like I, it's I don't humbling. feel like we can ever repay him. It, it, I was just going to say, it's humbling to be in a position of receiving things that you can't repay. I've actually been thinking about that with the camper thing, too. Like, starting off on the foot of, we haven't earned this, and we don't deserve it. Because it's like, your your dad's cousin, We like I've never even spoken to him. Check last Check the last episode. For the story so, on the, or so, like, the website. I, I like, wrote about it and published a blog. I find myself in this mental dialogue, monologue. I mean, it's kind of a dialogue because I'm going back and forth with myself, but it's in my mind. Like, do I have multiple personalities if it's a dialogue? Anyway, in my mind, talking to myself, as I do, um, feeling like finding, trying to find justifications for why we deserve getting a camper for free. You know, it's like, but we don't like we he owes us nothing. He doesn't even know us. So it's not like we can claim that he knows that we're great people that he should just gift this to because we're so amazing. Or, you know, well, God moved his heart to gift it to us because God knows that we're so amazing. <laughs> like there's wow. just no, no foundation on which to say like we deserve someone to give something like that to us for free. And it's one of those things, like, it's almost like a biblical parable. Like, it's so extravagant. I mean, it, it, on some levels, you know. I mean, it would have taken us several years to save up to the level of just being gifted this. Um, and now we're just going to sit on it for several years till we have enough money to do anything with it. But that's beside the point. But um, anyway, I I was thinking about how hopefully that permanently puts me in a posture of not feeling self-righteous, not feeling deserving, which then feeds into selfishness and not wanting to share, not wanting to be generous. I mean, here's another example. Today, our kids were inside or elsewhere doing other things and four neighbor kids showed up and were like, can we play in your sand pile? And I was like, uh, I suppose. Thanks for asking. I mean, at least they, I mean, they were very polite about it. Mm-hmm. And, but the, my gut instinct was to try to find a reason for these kids who, who all know each other better than they know our kids. And so when they come into our space and the sand pile, they take it over and our kids don't feel like they can play there. And so that's my, you know, my gut reaction is to protect my, my things, which is like, it's a huge pile of sand. (laughs) Like I'm not protecting my things. Our toys aren't even out there right now. Like they found a bunch of empty paint cans and that's That's what they're, that's the only thing they were using for toys because all the toys the girls hauled in because they were afraid they were going to get broken in hail. Um, you know, but, but I, you know, that's on a little scale, like, like it, Again, the sand was a gift from my dad. Like, we didn't buy the sand. The kids aren't going to wreck the sand. I'm feeling a little bit defensive and protective of my kids, but they're not even out there. So it's not like they're going to, like, have their own psyches damaged by these kids playing in our space. 
Yeah, I guess, but, you know, the trailer is probably a big testament to my dad's relationship with his cousin. Yeah. And what Oliver, everything they're doing there, which is, I mean, that says a lot. Um, so that's pretty great. But, but it's all, I mean, even that is kind of a spiritual parallel because we don't have merit with God on our own. Like right. what we get from God it's, it's is the because same, of Christ's merit. It's the same, yeah. And, and we still are totally undeserving. It's somebody else's goodness that gets us the goods. And that's, and that's what I, you know, that's kind of the, I would almost say if somebody asked me, what is the testimony of your life? That would be it. Um, between, between, you know, me coming out of, as I jokingly used to say, in my divorce, I lost a house, two cars, two dogs and a wife. And now I, through no, through no work of my own, I've got a house two cars, two dogs and a wife and now four kids. Um, but even, you know, our income, our, uh, you know, all of my, the only thing I've started up from scratch that was my idea is too busy to flush, but that's not making a dime. I mean, it's made a couple dimes, but <laughs> thanks to Carrie, <laughs> thanks to Carrie. And thanks to somebody who bought something off of Amazon once through one of our links. Um, you know, it's just like, that's, that's, you know, we haven't done anything for any of this. And we're inheriting it. And that by itself is, you know, is, is very much the parable you're talking about. We inherit the gift, the gifts from Christ and it's not us who do it, but it's, it's also like, I was talking to Tito tonight when he asked how much the lawnmower was. And I, as I told him, I just, I was like, that's so much money for a lawnmower for something that cuts your lawn. And it's just crazy. I mean, it's expensive. It's expensive to maintain two and a half acres it's expensive to live material costs material costs are expensive anymore so i i I understand the cost but i was just like tito don't and titus likes to boast but you know we'll be honest um it's true (laughs) he he didn't get it from either of us (laughs) um but I, i said you know don't you know don't go around telling everybody that and he's like well why and that brings up you know, I framed it as saying, well, it's thinking of others ahead of yourself. Not everybody, you know, is, has what we have or has been given what we have or the opportunities we have. I mean, look at, it's the question we wrestle with when you come back from, from a third world, you know, majority world missions trip. Why did I get born in the United States and why did they get born in Bangladesh? Mm. You know, you can't answer those questions. Why did this person, you know, why did your dad be, get? Why was your dad gifted with great business acumen and some great opportunities, and somebody else wasn't? You know, why have I never been able to be successful with any of my efforts? I don't know. You know, it's like, it's just kind of the way. You don't you don't have those answers. And what I was trying to convey to Tito was was the idea that, um, those are not things to boast about. Those are things to humble you but not in a self-righteous thing. It's, it's designed to point you to Christ. Both ends, I think, are designed to point you to Christ, but I don't think I did a very good job. Um, and not, everybody, worry, ha- not, lots everybody of opportunities. not everybody handles things very well either. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You always find yourself trying to explain these concepts that make kind of make sense intuitively, but then when you try to verbalize them or work them out, <laughs> it's... It's, it's not what I'm what I'm saying is not what's going on up here in my head. I right think now. that's why we're supposed to start having these conversations with our kids when they're younger. Like 
like mm-hmm. work it out with Titus. So then when he's 16 and has a car and you're like, don't boast, you know, I'm, you know, whatever end up, you know, that you have a car and somebody else doesn't and you're a teenager or, you know, X, Y, or Z, you know, he's always going to have opportunities for that. And you can start honing the message now. Yeah, it's true. You know, I mean, it's like having the sex talk with the kids too. Like if we practice saying the words penis and vagina and, you know, all of the other things, like Lily the other day, she's digging through part of my bathroom and she's like, what's this mom? And I was like, well, that's called a tampon. And she was like, she at least is like, really? Like she wants all the information and Lily's like, <laughs> I just put that away. Please don't tell me more, mom. But on both ends, like I need to be practicing not being embarrassed about the way God made our bodies and the mm-hmm. way he's designed my girls' bodies to change and mature. And um, she needs to also be okay with hearing her mom teaching her how God designed her body. And it, you know, it works together though, because when I don't bat an eye at saying those words. I mean, Elise is now like, oh, I know about the uterus, you know, like, (laughs) but it's great because I've been, had these various influences that have encouraged me to start having these conversations now. So it's not like mind blowing. Like they say that's one possible trigger for kids wanting to be transgender is they get told about what will happen to their bodies when they hit puberty, you know, a year or two before they're supposed Mm -hmm. to hit puberty. And they're like, especially girls, like, holy cow, no. Like, that seems uncomfortable. That's gross. And then compound that with they possibly have, you know, some sort of abuse in their life or they see their mom being abused. And so women are seen as weak it's undesirable to be a woman and then everything that happens to your body in puberty is for sure scary and unsettling and all of these things and now that kids are being encouraged to find an out for the scary and the uncomfortable and anyway that's one hypothesis about why there's the social contagion of um trans sudden onset gender dysphoria rapid onset gender dysphoria is the um psychological term but anyway, that was a heck of a segue that was a heck of a segue i can't stop talking about these things because that's what i talk about anyway uh, um conversations with kids are so hard they are hard but you know our kids are still young enough that they you know i mean titus goes from you know you trying to have a deep talk with him to like fart noises or you know can i go read harry potter again you know, so um, mom, did you know that Harry? It's like, uh, no, I didn't I remember that. Guess conversation that. is it's over. <laughs> been so long since. Yeah. So anyway, um, I, I, there's a mercy in the fact that the kids have a short attention span, and our mm-hmm. words, it's not a one time like you gotta nail it in this one time, you know. And if you do feel feel like you nailed it, God humbles you because then the kids are off singing Baby Shark or something. Speaking of singing, I'm going to make this the last thing that I say. Titus has discovered Nickel Creek, and it's hilarious to me. Because I was a hardcore Nickel Creek fan. Heard... I never liked... I, well, heard, I never really listened to him at all. Heard one of their... Heard of them for the very first time summer of... After my freshman year of college, maybe? 
because a friend had one of their songs from their first big album sung in her wedding that I went to. Oh. And then I went back to college and another friend um, had had their whole album and we listened to it a bunch. And See, then I've seen them a couple times in concert in the days. My freshman year in college, days. I was jamming 100% to Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, those Midwesterners were really into Dave Matthews. Oh, I was born, I lived in Montana and it was Montana, New Mexico. When I went when I went to Chicago, I was in New York and Mexico before that. All the all my Michigan awesome. college peeps were high super was, into Dave Matthews too. But corn anyway, corn was high school. So too. so well, early. The kids are really into the Getty family family hymn sings mm-hmm. that they do live on Tuesday nights, and we rewatch on Wednesdays. Not rewatch. We watch. We don't watch them live. Um, and there's a bluegrass one that the kids have particularly enjoyed and they had bluegrass is awesome. They, this one guy introduces the song and says the name of the song and Titus does a YouTube search just for that song and up comes, it's called Cuckoo and up come the first search result is Nickel Creek playing Cuckoo. And, um, and then he's like, I feel like I've heard of this group before. And I was like, yeah, probably the most I've played for you guys for sure. The song "The Fox," and there's an animated version of it on YouTube, and I think it's probably been played twenty or thirty times. Is that was what does the fox say? No, <laughs> a fox went out I'm on a kidding. chilly night, played for them, prayed for the moon to give him light. Anyway, it's funny. Hmm. Um, it's a story about a fox going to steal a goose and a duck from a farmer, and then. He brings it home and his wife and his kids eat it. The Hannah that we talked about earlier came on the show. We mentioned you earlier, Hannah. Yeah, and then Julie came on the show. I think they're gone now, but because it gives a little eyeball up there. If, if anybody's watching, yeah. I wasn't paying attention. Hmm. All right. Well, you. Guys... I know we were looking each other in the eye and talking real talk. Is this like we have a pastor who talks about sitting on the couch? He's kind of a cheeseball pastor. I like him. But he talks about sitting on the couch and putting your feet together with your spouse and having a conversation. Is that is this kind of like it's, a that's that's this that's the pre-social distancing form of having conversation that doesn't have at least one member of the conversation thinking that intimate conversation has to lead to other intimate activities. Oh yeah, yeah. His whole it's point social is distancing. when you're when you're when you're putting your feet together, you're not trying to get frisky. You're social distancing. It's almost six feet, right? Between, like, from one person's Probably. legs to the other person's yeah. legs. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. Yes. Social right. distancing for the sake of real relationship. Well, jump on toobusytoflush.com, tb2f.com. Order up your swag. Make sure you're subscribed to our website and all the podcast updates and everything else. And subscribe to our show. And then jump on to your favorite podcast platform and give us five stars. Write a really swell review. That makes us feel great about being us. And because I'm going to stay up now and probably produce the show since I'm going to be gone first thing in the morning tomorrow. And then turn around and share the episode and the show with all of your friends. That's a lot to do. But I believe in you. With a special love we can share. Special love we can share. Do you know us? Our feet together on the couch? No, that's a song from the 80s. Oh. And maybe one day, darling, you'll turn around. For not being very culturally hip, you pull out some really random ones. I think we used to sing that in elementary school music class at Lockwood Elementary. Huh. Ask me just how much I love you. Yes, you are. No, it's Amy Grant. 
You are Starlight, I'm Galileo? Yeah, Amy Grant. Wow. I'll send a link to you and you can put it in the show notes. It's totally Amy Grant. We didn't sing that at Lockwood. We sang that at, what was my childhood address? 4751 Box Canyon Road. I don't live there anymore, so I'll say my address aloud. I have too many addresses that I've lived at to bother saying out loud. I don't. And they span one, two, three, four, five, six, six states. I can't remember my addresses when I lived in Pennsylvania or Michigan. These are just like where I've <sighs> resided with my parents. Oh. Anyway, um, I'll send you the Amy Grant song. Oh, great. You're welcome. I love Amy Grant. So does Vince Gill. The only one, the only remember is that been a little while and it's so ever in a while. In a little while we'll be with the father. In a little That's while it. we'll be home forever. In a while. Now I'm trying to remember. <laughs> now I'm trying to remember the rest of the lyrics. I'm gonna go on an Amy Grant oh. kick tomorrow. Gonna, the girls and I are gonna listen to Amy Grant all day. In just a little while. Too busy to flush.com, TB2F. We love you guys. Good night. <laughs>